Starburst Radio is sponsored by Arrow Films. Check out the latest releases on arrow.co.uk. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. The event horizon of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fam Radio International. And welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and the amazing Mr. Martin Onsworth. Oh, thank you. See, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Amazing. Bigging me up. Yes. We're the editors of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest running magazine of fantasy, horror, and everything else. Cult entertainment. Cult entertainment. We badge it as. Yes, indeed. It's cool. easy, almost easier to say. It certainly is. So. There, there, there we go. We're here, but we're not here. So don't get too excited. You had a pre-recorded show last week, which was for the fifth anniversary, which went back in time to the beginning of the show's history, when on the first night uh, we had a remastered version of that, and me and Martin introduced that. And we are actually right now in London at the premiere of Batman versus Superman, so we couldn't be here in person. Indeed. We, so, were, we were probably about 20 minutes away from the end by now, maybe. I don't yeah, know. well, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's a bit longer than that, Martin. I've heard yeah. it. It's, well, the runtime is crazy. Yeah. Have you seen how, how long it, it is? And bear in mind, it's this is part one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're playing that down, aren't they? Yeah, they are playing that down um, for obvious reasons, I, I might add. Yeah, because they, I mean, you know it's going to end, and you're going to go what? Yeah, I've got a feeling that'll be the case. I just, I just do. What do you? How do you reckon it's going to end? What with apart from with the credits going up and things. No, like no. Things, I mean, yeah. do you think it's going to end with them all facing off against Doomsday and about to go into a battle, and then it goes ooh? Yeah, it's going to be some... watches next year. Yeah, it's not. Ne- is it next year? No, no, it's, no. Uh, it's a year after, right? Possibly. Isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So there we go. Uh, make no mistake about it. I am not sold on it. I'm not sold on it at all. I I didn't like Man of Steel. I thought it was a pile of crap. I thought it was a terrible Superman film. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it at all. So, you know, this is this going to put that right? They've got the sense to at least address everything that people were fed up about. And yeah. the, he is addressing the fact that there was a load of damage, there's a load of stuff done that wasn't very Superman. But it still looks very Nolan and very dark to me. Yeah, I think about, I like the idea more of uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, though. Yeah, that's the bit. I if, yeah. if this was just a Batman film that we were going to see in, I would be more excited because that suits this. It's almost like a, a Nolan-esque dark atmosphere but at least it is set in Gotham it looks very comic book yeah he seems to be more sort of like you know suited to do that 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 more fantastical side of it yeah that's that's my rather than grounding it yeah that's that's grounding it yeah there's no point in that there was no point in it with Superman but they're very very different and and when you if you look at the animated series you add uh, you had Batman the animated series and Superman the animated series made by the same people very 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 different very different looking one very dark and very art deco dark deco you mm. might call it and the other one 
very, very light and bright colour pastels and very different. Very much like the old ones. Yeah, and that is the thing that that does my head in about about what happened with Man of Steel. They they Nolanized it. They gave you a dark, gritty uh, Superman, and and he was a bit of a dick as well. Yeah, and he was. He was such a dick in that film. I did. I didn't enjoy. I didn't think he was very Superman at all. And that's it. So. Yeah, is that making it modern? I don't think so. Not throwing everything out that's part of it. Part of the whole uh, the mythos is the you know the American way and this sort of stuff in it, and being good and principles and yeah. If uh, while you're listening to this, you want to uh, ask us any questions, we will be checking our phones when we leave the cinema, and you can we'll answer you. On Twitter, of course, because we'll be out and about and we'll have our phones on us. So while we're getting on the train yeah, once back we've to got Manchester... Them, once we've got them back from the cinema... No, they? they're not having them this time. <laughs> they're not having them. I'm not giving my bloody phone up again because of all the, the messing about last time. I was at that Bond premiere for half an hour trying to get my phone back and everybody was kicking off. It was a right mess. Yeah, I get it. You don't want us to record it. OK, but we, we're working for national magazines... I think the you problem know, is they, they we're not going to do that. They don't trust the press, but yet anybody else can get a copy of anything. And absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, you know, we had it. Mind you, like you say, I was all right. It was the guy from the Telegraph who was kicking off. Yeah, he was being a real dick. They probably worried that he's going to find the pawn on it or something. Yeah, well, do you know when I say he, he was? Um, he was such a cock. That night, <laughs> that he was, he was, he was slowing everybody up. Matt, dude, this is outrageous! Oh, taking my phone off me. Was like, yeah, they're taking the phones. I'm not happy. Nobody else is happy. Mm-hmm. Give them your phone and go and see James Bond before everybody else. Boom. Yeah. You know, it, that's what annoyed me because he was being such a dick. Um, you know, it's just one of them. But yep. he unfortunately sat in front of me, so. <laughs> I wonder what might have happened to his jacket. I don't know. It amused the guy with the, the little lad with half his head missing anyway. <laughs> it's true, I would say. Does he, he write for SFX? Yeah, he probably does. No, they were they were from they were he was he'd had a problem, he'd had a, an injury and um you know, but he was such a nice lad and he was they were all dressed in tuxes. They that's so they gave a lot of t- tickets out to to um, a lot of worthy causes that night and a lot of young lads young kids were were watching the film and enjoying it and all dressed in tuxes it was quite cute actually shame it wasn't a better film then yeah but but the guy in front of me yeah the the same guy that I'm talking about slonks his jacket over the uh, over the actual seat so that the jacket was falling down the back of it onto Mm. this lad yeah and that's why I wrote on his jacket (laughs) I said the bad part is I got caught behind him on the way out, and I thought he was going to. Someone was going to go. Uh, uh, are you aware that someone's that it's, it says twat on the bottom of your jacket? They might just think his mum's sold it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it did just so it so that the uh, it doesn't get lost, isn't it? Yeah, they'll know who it is. Anyway, on uh, like I say, you want to chat to us? We're on Twitter at uh, starburst underscore mag. Just. Uh, throw us a few questions yep. or uh, he, he's live Rex and I'm Jordan M. Royce and on Twitter and we're out and about in London while this is on and we'll be watching the film now but we'll be coming out soon and we'll, yep. we might let you we might give you an inkling of what we thought <coughs> at that point but if we're we going to learn how to do them yep. thumbs up or thumbs down emoticons indeed so how this is playing out is we're doing this show this is only one hour tonight because we've had to just do this as a pre-record because we're at the premiere. We are so this is over at about eleven o'clock tonight, and then we will be recording another hour's show, actually in London, which will be available on iTunes as well. So you're basically going to get this podcast, and then a few days later you're going to get another podcast. You'll be sick of the sight, the sound of us. Yeah, you know. sick of the sound of us. That's sick of the sound of us. Yeah, and we'll tell you all about. Batman v Superman on the sequel to this. So if yep. you're listening to this on podcast, when you get to the end of this, it it, it almost might as well say to be continued. We'll let you know we what the film's like. We might end this podcast just like the film ends. Indeed, yeah. Or maybe, oh, maybe. God, I hope not. <laughs> I really will do. I didn't like that with the Harry Potter thing either. I wasn't enjoying them films. No, no. Literally. Good well, we're going to have a guest as well on the next one because he's coming down with us. 
Mr. Pollard. Oh, yeah. Mr. Andrew Pollard will be Polly with Polly. us. Yes, our online editor is coming down to London with us, so he's going to be on the show with us. So there'll be three of us, like That'll three musketeers. It, it'll be like one of them episodes of, of EastEnders where they go somewhere else. Yeah, but they oh, go on holiday. Go on holiday. It's the, the, yeah. the movie version. Indeed. So this is it's good. Going to have a talk about all the news and everything else. I'm going to talk about High Rise and Anomalisa and... The two movies that uh, are, shall we say, the more intellectual end of the uh, genre spectrum. And one of them I thought was genuinely mind-blowing and one of them I thought was nowhere near as clever as it thought it was. Now, see which you can, which you guess one's Ben Wheatley's High Rise and one is uh, Charlie Kaufman's uh, Anomalisa. And we'll talk, I'll talk about them in the second half of the show after the break. But uh, for now... We've got an issue on sale. Yeah, we've got issues. We have got issues. And so, it's uh, civil war. It is civil war. It's a very civil war. Yes. It's What's so civil about war anyway? No, it's good. It's actually not a bad issue. It's got plenty of stuff, all Captain America orientated. And if you bought an earlier um, issue where we went through Captain America in comics, which was a two-part feature, we follow that up with what's been happening since. So... If you are a long-term reader of Starburst, there's plenty for you in this issue. I think it's actually a very good one. In fact, uh, Andrew Keats, who does all our advertising, and he's our advertising exec, he sent me a a text message about two days ago, and he said, and I quote, latest issue of Starburst is fucking excellent. He's got a foul mouth in He has indeed. That's exactly what he said. No, he said it was great. It's full of really interesting stuff and he enjoyed reading it. So there we go. It's actually doing really well on the uh, newsstands as well. It is. Flying out. It it, it really, really is. So you better go and uh, get a copy while you can. Yeah, it's it's on track for being our best-selling issue, which is really good to hear when you're uh, in in a declining industry. Yes, and I'm sure it's it's naffing a lot of the other people off. Yeah, it certainly is. So... That's that's why we're uh, we've that's that's our magazine, the new one that's on sale. You can get it in the shops, or you can download it to your tablet device. You can just go on Magster. You can get our app off the Google Play or off iTunes and download, and you can watch it on a train while you're on your way to London to review Batman versus Superman. Yeah, and if you're on the R train, don't come and say hello. Do not, because we 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 might, we're not actually going to have a drink. Before we might have one or two actually well, before speak for it yourself. starts. But last time I was down there, you see, Martin stopped me from going to the the place I wanted to go to. Yeah, was it? And the, uh, yes, Trader Vic's, wasn't it? it a- no, a- and no. the Monk's place. Right, yeah. Trader Vic's was just too far out of town. Now, anybody who doesn't know Trader Vic's food, this is a serious bit of food news here. The the Polynesian sort of restaurant boom that happened in the states happened in the fifties, and that tiki bar tiki restaurant thing that swept the country um it it sort of disappeared and went away in the 70s and 80s and it, they were all closing down that but trader vix has kept going in certain places in the world and trader vix is the big tiki restaurant it's amazing and you go in and they, they're making all the food in the traditional way all the people that work there are dressed in polynesian hawaiian dress um the, the food's great you can get buttered rum in skull mugs and Trader Vicks is still at, uh, the, I think it's at uh, Park Avenue in, in London. But it was too far away. And it, I can guarantee you it's amazing. And the buttered rum in the skull mugs, you've got to try it. It's amazing. Can we steal a skull mug? I've got, I bought, you can buy them. I bought two. I don't two. want to buy one. No, no, you can't. You're too big. You couldn't fit them in anything. They're huge. They're absolutely enormous. Everybody steals things from bars and Yeah, stuff seriously, like you wouldn't believe how big they are. <laughs> You'd That's never get say. no. You wouldn't get this out. You wouldn't get it out of the place because it's massive. Now, our uh, Tiger Lounge, we had little tiki pepper pots, mm. and they were all stolen. Yeah, of course, they would be because they you could nick them very easily. And and I was very upset about that. By the way, very upset. Never trust the punters. No, I especially mean, when they like me. I should have known they were amazing and they were so collectible. But there's only one pair left, and we got a load. It's really disappointing. So, yeah. yes, London. London tomorrow. It'll be fun. So what What about this other one that you wanted to go to? The other one, I'm trying to remember what, what it, the name of it now, but it it's a 
restaurant that serves it's a fish fish and and it's a restaurant it's got it said it's it specializes it has mussels and all that but it has a lot of craft beers and all that but there's monks there and there's monks serving you and yeah, we, we did discover this the other day and we, we looked at the website found a picture and found a picture and the actual line is people dressed in monks' outfits. It didn't say that. Now you really it doesn't gonna, say you're going to be. It doesn't say, say you're going to be served by monks. It, it says you're you're served by people in monks' dresses. Not in monks' dresses. In in monks' robes. Monks' robes or something like that. Because you're making it sound like oh the dressed up people are serving you, and it, it doesn't it, say it that. It is like a cosplay. It doesn't blooming restaurant. But it's it's it. I was I just I'm dead. It's disappointed. like the people who dress up in the Hawaiian skirts at Trader Vicks that are from Hoxton. They're definitely they? not. They are definitely not. I've spoken to, to a couple of them and one of them was was fluent in in Polynesian. That's not a language, by the way. In whatever they speak. Polynesian. Polynesian, whatever. Does, I have does, no idea. Does Mr. Pollard Polynesian? You know, I'm trying to find out now where London, I'm trying to get the name of it so that I can tell people so that people can go. I'm going to do it a favour. You see, well, well, we'll do that in the break. It's coming up now. That's what they all say. There it is, Belgo Central, B E L G O Central, spelled C E N T R double A L, and the uh, yeah, it says he's what it says here. Staff in monks' robes serve mussels, fruits, uh, chips, and <laughs> and Belgian beers in a huge space with vaulted ceilings. That's not saying that they're dressed up. In monks clothes, staff in monks clothes, not monks. Monks robes, not clothes. <laughs> That's why you keep subverting it. You're making it sound like they're saying they're dressing up, like dress up, and well, they're not it's, saying it's, that. It are says they? staff in God, monks robes, geez. not monks who yeah. are our staff. Yeah, but this was round the corner. Or we staffed were, by monks. Yeah, we were in this crap pub. Right, it wasn't crap, but it was. It was. It, it was right. one of the traditional, and I'm using that thing with the hands. Yeah, London pubs yeah. where they just charge you a fortune. Yeah, we're there. Uh, however, is the other little secret: if you're in in Leicester Square in London, all you've got to do, and it's free to join, anyone can join. Join Napoleon's Casino. It's on the. It's right near the Odeon Leicester Square. It's mm-hmm. got a restaurant that's amazing. It's got everything you could want. But here's the thing: it's got this really, really cool little underground bar, and they've got the widest range of spirits, like they've got loads and loads of brandies and and whiskies. But here's the thing: am I right on this? Utterly, unbelievably cheap. It was. It was it's, really cheap. Yeah, it's subsidised because it's a casino, and they, in, unlike these other new casinos that just wanna, they're not really wanting you to gamble. They just want you to fleece you now. They're not interested. But this is still old school. They're hoping you're gonna just gamble some money. So the, yeah, the yeah. drinks are half price nearly. I mean, I was getting a brandy that I would pay double that for in Manchester. Yeah. Why don't you just get a double brandy then? Indeed. <laughs> oh, I did, I did. I I helped myself to that. But I'll be honest. I I was in there on my own. Uh, before the Bond premiere, no, I had one or two, but I didn't have enough to uh, to make the film good. It was. It should have been better than it was, Spectre. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, the, the so, meals was was lovely in there. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. I had I had this amazing Peking duck that was amazing. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's what they call it. What did you you had something else? You yeah, had like, a pork chopper thing. Oh God, say and the yeah. potatoes. Yeah, see this Uber food news. I'm just saying, you're in London. Go to Napoleon's. Yeah, go to Napoleon's. It doesn't matter if you don't like gambling, you don't like casinos. Go to Napoleon's. Go downstairs. There's a lovely little bar and there's a nice little restaurant just at the side. It's bloody brilliant. Dead cheap. It's ace. Tell them Mike from Starburst sent you. Indeed, yes, exactly. And And said that he'd he'd buy a all drink. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's right. Now, seriously, though, round round the corner it was that, that Belgo Central. With the monks, and, right, and he, the won, he didn't want to do. He didn't want to do it in monks' clothes. robes. Robes. <laughs> that's, that's the distinction, right? You say staff in monks' clothes. That's definite. Oh, these are a bunch of clowns dressing up. Yeah, right. A load of chuckleheads right, no, but, in, in what, but costume. They wear robes. That's their clothes. That's not what that. The the, the intimation is staff in monks' robes sounds more authentic. It sounds to me, like people dressed up. 
as monks. That's not. That's not it. It does. Right. It's. It's. We'll we'll go one day. We we won't have time tomorrow. It just sounds like they've got a dirty habit. Yeah. Oh Oh, oh, God, that's so bad. I will say one thing. We saw. We did see a photo of it, and I will give you this uh, concession. The photo. He did have a logo on his on his um, printed on his his monk's habit. It, it, it might have been the, the the monk's version of McDonald's, as far as I, I can see. Well, I was disappointed to see that he had a logo printed on it. That that is not what he's I'm probably, expecting out of my monk. You know? No, no, no. And no, he's, he's probably on minimum wage, and he's he's not. He's, he's minimum not... wage. They don't. They don't. They don't get paid monks, do they? Well, that's probably why they're using them. Just then. saying. Well, see the monks that were in um, the Final Conflict, the last of the Omen movies. Mm. Yeah, they didn't have logos on, did no. they? No, and they weren't serving in restaurants either. I know, but you've got a lot of misconceptions about monks. You think they don't talk, and they do. Most of them don't. No, they don't. That's rubbish. Where have you met? Where have you got this from? I don't meet you... a lot of them. I must admit, you know, yeah. because it's, it's just because they're quiet. Don't mean they don't talk. <laughs> Does it? I'd be accused of being a monk most of the time. Oh dear me! Seriously, <laughs> seriously, he needs to sort his monkness out. His monk knowledge. I get a monk on. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> See, these gags could go on all night. So we end with one small piece of news before we have a break. Go on then. Um, right. I won't do the big one because it's um, it's big. it's huge that, and it will take up a bit of time, but. Yeah, the um, what do you think about Zack Snyder? He, he he's saying he wants to do another three hundred movie, and I read yeah. the, and I've never read so, some some of that's so full of crap. The I want to do another three hundred movie, but it can tell another tale very similar, possibly the Alamo. So then it's not. 300? Well, it's not three hundred, is it? The yeah. whole point of that story is it's the Spartans. Yeah. It? So and this follow up was, it was a load of crap, but it was. Based around that thing, and and yet again, um, Eve Green tits out again. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, do you know? I was watching Penny Dreadful first season, and I actually said out loud was, uh, when I was watching it, I said, "Well, here we go. At least, at last, she's managing to keep her clothes on in something." Yeah, yeah. And, and then whoop, and off they came. The yeah. same episode, literally. And, and, and I just don't get it. I mean, I'd look, if I look like that, I'd probably be quite chuffed with myself. But do we all have to see it? I mean, Sin City 2, it was, I, I, I just got sick of looking at them. Our cover sold out, though. Oh, yeah, our cover sold out. I'm not being a hypocrite. I'm just saying, you know, she, is, she, she just gets them out all the time. Have you got, have you got have your assets? Yeah, there's no need for that though. Nice pair of assets. Good lord, you know. I'm just saying a bit, but you you take my point though. I oh mean, yeah. It, oh my god. In, it's, in a, it's, a, it's a terrible world. That's yeah. uh, shocking. Do you know? I nearly called. Do you know? I nearly called the sequel to 300. Then I nearly called it. Referred to it as 302. <laughs> yeah, 301. Um, yeah, 301. <laughs> they, for, yeah. In that, she's just getting shafted and rogered and all sorts of stuff left everywhere. Do you know what got, got me? Someone was watching it on the plane. While I was flying over to the States, someone was watching that right in front of me. And it's really rude to be yeah. watching that. And then you've got all these kids watching it. And this is the thing that my mate Andy, who um, who works at here, he said to me yeah, once, oh, you, years ago, three years ago, this was when I'd only just got a tablet and all the rest because they, they weren't, everybody didn't have them then. And then... He says to me, "Oh, you want to load that up with movies and start watching some movies on the on the flight? You'll be great because then you're not stuck with whatever they're putting on in the uh, entertainment in that little screen in the back of the seat." Yeah. So I loaded it up, and I can't remember the film, but I had an old lady sat next to me, and my wife sat next to me in, in the other seat, so I was between them two. I bet it was and a Serbian film, wasn't it? It wasn't a Serbian film; it wasn't like that. It was it was a oh, it was from the guy that wrote train spotting it was another movie of of one of his novels and i can't remember what it was it was about drugs um oh ecstasy, I can't remember. ecstasy yes yeah, yeah. and it was all fine and then there was this one sex scene that just went for it and i forgot she was at the side of me the old dear and then i just noticed there was this horrible moment where i just turned around and, and she's, she's watching, it, watching it she's watching it and i thought i'm not sharing this with her 
to two things. Number one, I'm being rude because she, it might offend her, but it clearly wasn't offending No, it's you're being was, rude because yeah. she couldn't follow it because you wouldn't have the sound off. Yeah, I know. She, her eyes were popping out, you know. And I thought, God, you have got to be careful on a plane, haven't you? But yeah. this, this couple... And, and they had the kid with them. And the kid was sat in the chair at the side of them. That's probably And they're watching this. And they're watching Eva Green being bent over five different ways from Friday. Getting, a, you know, a, ooh, do you? Dear me. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so he's full of bollocks and he's not going to make this. No, it no. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. What to remake 300 but set it in the Alamo? Yeah. Why did he come out with that? He done half come out with. Do you know what? I went from being the most biggest, the biggest Zack Snyder supporter going. I just loved all his stuff. I love his use of music. At Sucker Punch, I enjoyed a lot, mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't. I enjoy, I stuck up for him, and then everything came off the rails with Man of Steel to me. Yeah. I mean, I loved Watchmen. I like that. I like a load of stuff that he's done. And then all of a sudden, he did that. And then, look, I'll give him a pass on that. That was his take on it. I didn't, it didn't appeal to me at all. I thought it should have been a lot lighter and the characterisation of Superman was dreadful. But I could have given him a pass, but then he st- he's never won. He just doesn't give up on it. He's defended it, defended it. Loads and loads of people, most of fandom into it, have turned around and said, no, Zach, we didn't like that. Mm. And he's still, instead of going, okay, I'm sorry about that, I think you'll like the next one. Yeah. yeah? He's instead just spent so much time in interviews telling everybody why they're wrong. Why they're it wrong. It reminds me of somebody else, that, though, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah. 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 I'm not even going to get into the all the Moffat stuff, but, yeah. I, I was thinking yeah. more Nolan-ish. Oh, Nolan, yeah. Nolan yeah. does that. Like, when they were going on about Interstellar and that sound mix. Mm. And he said, oh, oh, people have got to try and uh, keep up with me, you know. I'm, I yeah, know what I'm and doing. You, and you, you know? did the, uh, the shitbag shuffle with the, uh, the Bane, Bane voice. Bane voice, yeah, same as. Yeah, I'm going to keep it like that. And then the studio went, no, uh, no. No, 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 no. So there we go. Oh, well, we'll have a we'll have our one break for this show, and then we'll be back. And as I say, don't forget, tweet us. We're in London. Say hello to us, Starburst underscore Mag, Live yep. Rex for him, and Jordan M. Royce for me. And we. And if will... you're in London as well, come and say hello. And oh yeah, because we'll be we'll be around after the after it finishes in Leicester Square. You see, come and see us, Leicester Square. This, I'm inviting a real bit of trouble here, aren't I? Yeah. This is what Chris used to hate. Oh, well. Hopefully, not too many nutters will turn we're up. We're not going to tell them what a train we're on. No. Crazy modern comedy soap opera for adults comes to the big movie screen. It's all new and just loaded with laughs and pretty girls. It's the boob tube strikes again. Here's the kind of zany, sexy lunacy TV will never show you at home, and it will tickle your funny bone in a way you've never had it done before. In The Boob Tube Strikes Again, if you thought you've seen everything funny that could be done in the movies, well, guess again. The Boob Tube Strikes Again does them all one better. It's the movie you've been waiting for this year, and they're all talking about it. It's the daytime serial you can't see on TV. It's the lovingest, laughingest, maddest screen show of the season. The Boob Tube Strikes Again. Don't miss The Boob Tube Strikes Again. It's all new, in color, rated X for adults from Constellation Films. Starburst Radio. Hang out with the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. You are the Doctor. Life's full of difficult decisions for a wandering time lord, isn't it? One way there's peril, another there's danger. That is the sexiest thing I have ever heard. An old country house, a scream, an ever-decreasing number of dinner guests, a murder mystery. Is the ship running low on rations? Oh no, there's more to go around since everyone started dying. I thought I heard a scream a moment or two ago. Doctor, there's no need to worry, it's just a game, and soon it will be your turn to play. 
The accused will now confirm they confess to any and all crimes with which they are about to be charged. How do you plead? You were trying to help! The accused has confessed. Let the prosecution commence. Okay. Sinister moaning from nowhere. Oh, I really hate these spooky old places. This is mad! I haven't killed anyone! What exactly am I waiting for? Same thing we're all waiting for, Doctor. Death. Make the right choices or you will die! And where is this professor now? Gone, 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 gone. Big finish. We love stories. Starburst Magazine Issue 423. Available from a newsagent near you or download to your tablet today. Across the world, 24 hours a day. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International, which is not live because we're in London, but we're still with you. Yeah, in spirit. Indeed. As I said before, get on Twitter, Starburst underscore mag, we're in London, we'll say hi, and we'll tell you how the film is as well as soon as we get out of the cinema. Odeon 1, Leicester Square, when's the last time you've been there then, Martin? Um, Quite a while ago. Do you know how, how it's absolutely still amazingly awesome? Yeah, yeah. It's the best cinema in the UK. It's huge, it's awesome, it's multi-level, it's, the sound system's great, it's just great. But I, I want to go in the circle, not the stalls tomorrow. I think you get where you put it. Oh, God's sakes. It's better up there. It's great. I've Massive. Years and years ago, when the biggest screen in the country, before the IMAX and things like that, mm. was at Marble Arch. Right. The audience there. Okay. And I saw the doors there. Yeah. The film, not the band, because... They were all... Oh, um, I thought you meant just a pair of doors. <laughs> yeah. Just on the way in. Yeah. Thought he's easily pleased, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, that was my big London experience. Oh, this, this is not the biggest screen in the world, especially seeing as it, it, it seats more than any cinema I've ever seen. And you can end up quite far back. And, and, and when I was there watching Iron Man 3 with Chris, he just turned around and I went, look at it, look at it. And he, and he went, oh, yeah. And I went, this is the Odeon, Leicester Square. And he went, oh, the screen, look at it. He said, I, I've got a bigger, it'd be better off watching it on my iPhone. And he, was, and he actually pulled the iPhone out and he went, yeah, look, see, it's slightly bigger from here. <laughs> and he had a point. Is that when he started filming it as well? No, he didn't start filming it. No, <laughs> Mountie was with us. He wouldn't allow, let us do that. That was the night I stiffed him out of the, the stake where the, the problems with the stake started, where <laughs> the curse of every single time I try to buy Paul Mount a stake something hideous happened yep and i've had my bollocks set on fire yeah we that. get we nearly missed the train and got stranded in london and i still haven't got him the the stake the decent stake no everything's at stake everything's at stake indeed so the big news that we were sort of skirting around and didn't want to get into because it required slightly longer than we had before the break indiana jones it finally and can i just say no surprise at all to me i was waiting for this one because there is no way that you buy lucasfilm off george lucas and don't go oh what about that indiana jones guy can we make some money out of him mm. no i think the problem is that the the on a down for just like really really ballsing it up because they've not got the balls to cast a new person in it I, that's why before Mr. LaBeouf went off off the reservation and started um, sort of being a bit unprofessional, he, the, the top and bottom of it is they, they signed it up where, yeah, he was going to carry the mantle, or pass the mantle to somebody else mm. because his name's Henry Jones Jr. And the, the, the new, the new this lad, that lad of his was Henry Jones Jr. as well. Yeah. He could have easily just taken over and you would have had a situation where Harrison Ford could have been in the, the slightly older person, you know, like Sean Connery in the other one, yeah, yeah. and a, a younger adventurer taking over the reins. And you could have had both of them in it and it's all good, but that sort of got balls up. Also, you had the hate campaign. From the minute it started and uh, it was released, there was. There seemed to be 
uh, a hate for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that I didn't understand because I really enjoyed it. Mm, and I thought it was a good one. They, they, I loved the, the nuke in the fridge and the, I loved that scene where he looked up and saw the A-bomb and they, there was lots of good stuff and I get where some people go on about, oh, animated CGI gophers and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it was... They had that in everything then. So. Yeah, and, and the, the biggest criticism was his age. I got all, there was a load of ages and people going, oh, he's not too old, too knackered, blah, yes, blah, blah, blah. So blah, why blah. are people excited that he's got on board for That's this? That's what gets me. This is a, going to be a decade after that. Yeah. So he's going to look even older and... I don't. I just don't understand why. He was quite pedestrian in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought he was. He was. He was pedestrian in that. Look, I'm going to just say it. Look, Indiana Jones is like James Bond. Hmm. It can stand recasting. It's a character. It's not the. uh... Yeah. It can stand recasting. It can. He is. Very important to it and always will be, but it could have stood recasting. And I do think that if I didn't have a problem with him doing it in the last one, being an older version of the character, but I did think that the passing the mantle was should have at happened, that moment yeah. then. And I think that that should have been the same. And if they'd have, if things had worked out, the next one maybe would have been LaBeouf as, as Indiana Jones and. and there, you know, that that's how you could have gone with it. it it's passed on. However, personally, I think it's a lot easier how they do it with Bond. Every now and again, they just change the the actor, yeah, you, and there's a different interpretation of the role. And nobody else speaks about it. They just yeah, that, that is Bond. That's you know? Bond, and, and that, Bond. that could have yeah. just been Indiana Jones. At the end of the day, if they're going to carry on making these, you can't go down the line of young Indiana Jones because they've all been done. You, it's difficult to go backwards. I think that you need to recast and set it back in World War Two and have yeah. someone in the 30s and do, you know, 20 years worth of movies with somebody else in the role now. And and like you say, Chris Pratt, people like that, there are some people out there that can do this. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, but, you know, you shouldn't... If they are going to just stick it with it's Indiana Jones and he's Harrison Ford end of story, then they've only got this one film. Yeah. Because he's not going to be able to do another. No. My God, the guy the guy will not physically be able to do one after this. Indiana Jones and the replacement hip. Yeah. He will not be able to do one after this because he, he's not Superman. He's He, no, he is he's, going to be the age he is at the he, end of this. He's and then fallible like everybody yeah, else. And it's, it, you know. Yeah. He'll be pushing 80 at the point when there would be an Indiana Jones 6 if they do do this one. So I am in mixed opinions on this one. And I say, I think that there's, it's more of an uphill struggle Yeah. Than, than maybe everybody out there on the internet. The same people who absolutely slaughtered Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for many reasons, including an older indie, didn't like that. They didn't like lots of aspects. Kicked off over aliens being in it. Oh, my God. And, and yet in uh, The Last Crusade, you can have a, a thousand-year-old knight in yeah. a cave. Well, What's whole, that all about? The whole point of the series, the people who kicked off about the aliens forgot where the series came from. Yeah. The old serials where oh, yeah. it was just anything could happen. You yeah, know, absolutely. Get, you know, Commander Cody, all that rubbish. And yeah. It's not rubbish, you know, but the, that, the expression. It's an expression. The, the, uh, I, 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 give, love, I love Flash Garden. I love that sort of stuff. I will stuff, throw so. you a bone and say, yeah, the, the, the cliffhangers were extremely variable. I, I loved them, though. I loved them, but you've got to admit, They're they up. cheated like you wouldn't get away with now with some of the shenanigans that go on in I there. I think people are, are, you know, audiences are more sophisticated now, obviously. Yeah. So well, you remember the you, same you one I do. Yeah, the, gotcha. the, with, with a car. Yeah. Where he, King he, of the Rocket it, Man. It, it went over the cliff, exploded into flames, and then in the next one, at the end, you can see they redid it, it, and he rolls out of the car. Yeah. Oh, my God, you cheating buggers, you know? It's I couldn't ace. believe that. I love that. That used to be oh, worth getting up out me. of bed in school holidays for that. Oh, yeah, no, I'll give you that. It was an odd one, wasn't it? But I just, it's just that I that was such a cheat. And I remember at that age, I was going, whoa. Because yeah. uh, you watching, do you remember you'd be watching them at a certain point of the night, uh, like R5 or whatever, and, and then Harold Lloyd would be on. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the world of Harold Lloyd. Uh, and that got me into Harold Lloyd. Yeah. Still um, my favourite one is the one with the clock. 
Yeah, that's the that's the famous one. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They're yeah, unbelievable. The, that, that was, was him. Stuntman, that yeah. was him. Yeah, that was him on a building hanging yeah. from. He wasn't a that clock. high up, but he was. He was about ten thirty feet up. Oh, you've ruined it now. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Only kidding. But it's it's. Uh, I say I could have gone on with that then. Pretended. Yeah, but then somebody would have emailed him. Yeah, no. no, no, no. They can't email him. Well, not live. Know. What are you saying? The, when You're getting got, confused when... now. We're in London now. <laughs> We're not here. Oh, you are We're in London. Telling me I'm in London. We are. We're in London. We're not here. They'll email you when we get back. Yeah. This time tomorrow. Um, what will be on now? Oh, I reckon it's done that now. Well, we'll be on train now. Shh. Oh, that's that. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Um, but I'm just saying that by now we'll know. Yeah, we'll be recording part two. Yeah, we will. We'll be recording if part two. If we've got any booze. So, yeah. Let us know on Twitter. We'll speak to you. We'll tell you if it was any good. Yeah. So I assume um, we're not embargoed. So oh yeah, what for forty eight hours? It's out on Friday. Yeah, I mean I think there've been some press screenings in America mm. and some of the uh, wonderful writers have brought their embargoes. Oh, what a surprise! But um, what a surprise! I would like to think that they were going to get a slap wrist, but you know, I've got a little story for you. Oh, go on. It's brilliant, this. Is this Maybe an off-air one? No, it should be off-air, but I'm in one of them moods. Um, what what it is, a friend... You know how there is somebody who's a semi-regular on the show called Ballend? Oh, yeah. Hashtag Ballend, yeah. Um, <laughs> guess what happened um, yesterday? You know that there was, a re- there was going to be an announcement for the new Doctor Who assistant? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Pretty much everybody knew who it was. Right. And yes, if I say EastEnders, people all know who I mean. And that was it. Barbara Agreed. Windsor. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, anywho, somebody went and phoned the Daily Mirror and apparently did a deal, ergo got paid, for the information. The Daily Mirror then contacted the BBC and went, oh, you're about to announce this person. Do you want to confirm or deny that? We were because we're going to run the story. And the BBC then said, oh, no, I'm not. We're not neither confirming nor denying. You know, we're not we're not we're not at that stage. And, and apparently contract <coughs> had been signed again. Yep, exactly. Apparently. Yeah, this is it. And now they, it's a case of are they going to now not give this lady the part? because it's all come out and they hadn't signed the contract and maybe she's asked for more at this point. Which is what happens. Uh, which is what agents do. And maybe maybe this has scuppered it, but one way, but guess what? The Mirror, uh, the BBC went, right, you better... Uh, we may comment on it, but we need to know your source. Mm. And they threw his name in. So the BBC are not too chuffed with our friend. Who was accused of all sorts of things? Who, that oh, we he didn't was, have any proof he, of. He but. was accused of all sorts of stuff that he clearly denied. But isn't it strange that it was all this sort of stuff? There yeah. you go. We, we could never con- confirm or deny that. Yeah, that story. But apparently, yeah. yeah. Oh. Very this strange. This is a me- in case he is listening. This is a message should be for me to to you. God, you really are a prick, aren't you? I mean, really, on a level that's that's quite astonishing. You and your fucking ego is that important that you'll ruin things for everybody just so that you can appear like you're in the loop and you know people and you've got contacts. God, you're a pathetic little prick. There you go. That's that out of the way. That's our public service uh, announcement for the night. But he is, though, isn't he? I mean, it's a certain person that needs to do that all the time throw everybody under the bus just so that they can be the the guy that knows you know yeah i mean this this person doesn't realize that i was sat in a bar and he was sat opposite me or or a bit further down from me yeah and uh holding court holding court over two people oh with his press pass on oh is it did he have it like big yeah, it was like out. a Jim will fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what it is, we're Very certain, much like that. certain people they go to events like the press, and, and what it is, you get people like him who who aren't actually journalists. They just he does a load of crap for the metro here and there, and, and some other stuff. And he, uh, but at the end of the day, 
he thinks he's some massive journalist that's really important, but really he's not, and he's just a fanboy, and he's just a fanboy that keeps rewriting, rewriting, and rewriting over some show that he's obsessed with and wants to get some weird sort of ownership of, and that's that's where you get. Yeah, it's just gobsmacks me that people can be like that. It's it, it, they've nothing better to do, but the guy, like I say, he's, he this has backfired a bit. Yeah, well, like I say, we we can't confirm or deny these stories. It's just what we've. Oh, heard. we don't know. This is just what everybody what what's being said. Um, now the announcement has it's not been made yet, has it? Uh, no, no, no. Well, it was due. Uh, that's very telling because it was due yesterday at midnight. Well, there was all the, uh, yeah. the preamble about. Oh it. yeah, 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 yeah. You know who, who, who it's supposed to be. Yeah, don't but you? we won't mention. Yeah, but but the problem is if 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 they haven't signed and it's all gone wrong, it won't be her. No, that's real. So, so that he could have this could have really stuffed her up. Yeah, it'll, it'll naff her off, and it'll. Uh... Mm. Yeah. Oh well, at least it's come out who who it was. Yeah. So that that's not gonna that's not gonna go down very well, is it? So what else have we got? We've 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 got a little bit longer. Yeah, have we got a bit, a couple of uh, yeah we moments. Got, we we we've got about six minutes. Uh, which one should we do then? Which bits? Which pressing bit of news? Um, I was going to talk about high rise and anomalies, but let's do one piece of news in yeah. in there. What do you what do you fancy? Well, we've got the appalling news that they're looking to remake Jacob's Ladder. Oh God! Which I really do not see the point of because that film is right. brilliant. Well, here's the thing: that doesn't look dated. No. If you watch it, it doesn't look dated. Some of these things do, don't they? Yeah. I mean, when I can understand that even if something's a classic, to remake it so it looks modern and plays well for a modern audience, so youngsters watching it, they're going to be wondering, uh, oh, where's the cell phones? Where's the smartphones? Where's the internet? You I'm know, sure people and, are, you know, even youngsters are a bit more savvy than that I'm I think sure. it still appeals to them that the people that are in it are like them that they can relate to them Where the younger they are the more important that is but you can have films that hide the era quite mm. well like one of the Final Destination films hit that it was actually taking place just before the first movie Dude, in that, the was 90s. The, that was the great um yeah, it's like a twist at the end. It was still. a great twist because the, the clothing and, and when you actually look back at it, because I've seen it since, and the clothes and all the stuff. Yeah, if you know it is that era, yeah, you know it's fifteen years earlier mm. than now when you were watching it, and the phones were massive, mm. and and yet we didn't pay any attention to that throughout mm. the film. Genius, but that's why I say what a remake. Maybe Jake, but Jacob's ladder didn't didn't need it. And then here's the other thing. What about the ending? Well, everybody knows it. It's been done again over mm. and over, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. So what are they going to do? They, so they're either going to redo that ending again or change the ending and then everybody's going to kick off, yeah. surely. Yeah, so the point is Michael Ely from The Perfect Guy. He's oh, going to be the new lead. Yeah. The Tim Robbins character. It, it isn't actually exciting me. No. it's it Put it in the... Uh, the wider the bother folder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of that, isn't there? So, I mean, that's another remake that may or may not happen. I mean, but what it is, it's astounding me now. I got, I get 70s movies, 60s movies being remade. I do it sort of. 80s movies, maybe, because the time period with that and the musical if score and all that does date them. If they have made a mistake with the original film and it didn't do as well as it could have done, Mm. Course remake it. Well, that's the but, thing, but isn't if it? They knock it out the park like Jacob's ladder did. That's the thing that Chris always used to say all the time to me. He said, "Yeah, these remakes—they're always remaking stuff that was great, and they never bother d- d- picking up something that would have been good but just didn't have a budget, or yeah. the the special effects were not ready for it." And and he always wanted to see chopping more. Yeah, you know, and stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that can be done. Yeah, now with like really convincing effects. Yeah, and... that's that's the thing, and and that that's where it it start. You know, to me, that's that's where. It, but yeah, I'm not. I don't think I really need to see Jacob's Ladder remade. No, yeah, well, I'll dig my Blu-ray out and watch that. But that's what I was going to say. If it, if I had a mate round who hadn't seen it, 
it's a film that I wouldn't I know they'd enjoy it yeah it's like the original Evil Dead um, I put that on for someone who hadn't seen it ever he'd not seen seen it and uh, I knew I was on safe ground with it yeah. I knew it I knew that there was no, no way how dated it yeah. looks in certain areas it yeah. still wins it's yeah. still a shock absolutely I mean, you know I'd, I'd like to say the remake wasn't that bad but no. it felt pointless to me yeah like, can I say the remake of the, the, the... Oh, sorry, it wasn't a remake. It was a prequel to The Thing. Yeah. And that felt a bit pointless. It was very pointless, especially when they retcon some of the stuff. Yeah, which then makes it... Yeah, because... Defeats the purpose. It yeah. was just a, a yeah. run-through of the same story. So, yeah. yes, it was a remake. Yeah. So, bloody hell, I'm talking about remakes. So the, the other one, uh, Eaton Cohen writing and directing Cannonball Run. Yeah, see, I love that. I love them. I love both of them. I thought yeah. the first one was a lot better, but that's because Roger Moore was in that. Yeah, one. great cast. I mean, you couldn't do that now. What sort of cast yeah. would you get? Yeah, just going to say the the uh, they may be some interesting stuff talking about the Roger Moore era of James Bond, and I'm not. This isn't a slip. It may not come through, but it's pretty much uh, signed. John Glenn for the uh, Stavist International Film Festival. Excellent. And that can only bring other people from that era. So we're going to have fun with that festival. So I've just um, got a bit of time to mention High Rise and Anomalisa. Yep. So the two films, and obviously Charlie Kaufman was being John Malkovich. That was the big one of his. Yeah, that was everybody's seen that. after, After that, he did a few others. Human Nature, some people saw and didn't really take to it was a bit odd that was just a bit oddball but all mm. of his films eternal sunlight the spotless mind is his most accessible one i yeah. would say um but his films were all about existentialism they mm. always ask what's it like to be alive you know what what does it feel like it's all about consciousness it's actually really deep some mm. of the stuff and and even though it's not pretentiously deep it actually does ask some deep questions and makes you think so I, I, his latest film, Anomalisa. Very odd. It's done in a puppet st- style. And it's all about a guy who's a writer who, who has written a few self help books and he's now a motivational speaker and he's very well known, quite famous. So he's uh, uh, very, very, very fed up with life, dead depressed with his marriage, dead depressed with stuff, thinking about uh, an ex girlfriend that he used to uh, be with and he's missing her. And he's in a bit of a state in a hotel room and it's all about that one night leading into the next day and what happens. And there is just one really clever trick that it pulls to try and explain how life gets you like that, how you can get in that state, how life with all its amazing things can still grind you down and become this this ordeal on mm. some occasion. And the people that you love and fall in love with and marry after a while, it, it even explains why you might get fed up and have an affair and go and wreck your life, even though it doesn't make sense to do so. Yeah. And it asks them big questions, but it does that one thing, and it's got one very clever trick, which I don't want to give away, which if you've been watching the trailer for Anomalisa, you'll know the trick that I'm talking about. There's also a couple of trademark Kaufman moments of weirdness, but there's a reason for them, and they're not just thrown in there this time around. Because in some of his films, there's all sorts of weird stuff Mm. that's for the sake of it sometimes, because he is a strange guy, Charlie Kaufman. I mean, my, my God, he made a film where he was the main character in it at one yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, And he's knocked out of the park with this film and you need to all go and see it. It's an absolute cracker. It's 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 also got, and bear in mind, this puppets. It's puppets. Mm. It's got the most authentic, touching sex scene I've ever seen. And I mean, like, it's not gratuitous. It's not, not, it's not, not weird. Not touching yourself. Sexy, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a scene of two people awkwardly trying to have sex but but in a in it's done in a really touching way where you go oh god and it's the most realistic scene like that i've ever seen it's it's incredible that it's done with this puppet effect and i, I don't know what more to say that yeah there we that's go the pick of the week i think that's a cracking film and i think if you can catch it at your local art house cinema because it ain't got a, a full-on release then go and see it by all means, and if not, then, then for God's sake, you've got to get it on Blu-ray when it comes out. You will not 
be disappointed with this film unless you're a complete halfwit and don't understand anything about life. But they don't listen to our show anyway. I know. Now, the other one, Ben Wheatley. This is his biggest film to date. Cinematically looks amazing. And it is, of course, High Rise, off the, the Ballard novel. It was originally set in the mid-70s and it was supposed to be looking forward almost to, yeah. oh, what if they build this high rise and the social structure of people at the bottom and the middle and the top. And it was trying to make a commentary on very society. Very yeah. Yeah. And it's all right and it's good. The The acting's good. It's nice to see Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men as uh, used to play Peggy in a role doing something and she carries herself quite well. Jeremy Irons is great. Keely Hawes, who used to be in Ashes to Ashes and Spooks, she's great in it. Ben uh, Ben Wheatley does a great job with the imagery and Tim Hiddleston. Sorry, Mr. Hiddleston. Yeah. Hiddleston. Tom. Tom. Not Tim. Tom Tom. I keep getting his bloody surname wrong and all. It's um, He was great in it. And everything's great in it. So what am I, why am I not gushing the same way I did as Anomalies? It just has an atmosphere that it's a lot cleverer. It thinks it's a lot cleverer than it actually is. And the problem is, since then, you have had... I mean, even when Ballard wrote the novel, you had had The Exterminating Angel, which mm. tells a very similar story about what would decent civilised people do when they're put in an extreme situation yeah. and very similar to that these people feel trapped in this this high rise things start to deteriorate the only clever thing it does do is sort of explains that the people at the top even though they've got an advantage equally as things go the full course rise and fall mm. they end up pretty much as screwed as everybody else in a, when society just stops working yeah. yeah when things crumble underneath yeah. you they've got to come down so they? on that one it's great can I recommend it? It's worth watching. It's a nice thing. The soundtrack is incredible. I've said the acting, cinematography. I don't know. It's a long watch. It feels long. And I personally, we gave it 6 out of 10 in the mag. I probably wouldn't give it much more than that. Would I watch it again? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those. It would have been a classic if it had been made in the 70s, this. Yeah. It just, to me, feels a bit late. It feels like it's doing something that's a bit late in the day. And I certainly didn't leave the cinema thinking, oh, my God, that's made me think. I left the cinema watching Anomalisa thinking, yeah, that that's interesting, you know? Yeah. So so what did you think of A Field in England? Um, I found it a bit weird. Yeah. Did you like it? I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but it, it didn't shake me shake me to the foundations. I don't, I just, maybe I'm not a Ben Wheatley person but you Sightseers know. was his most commercial see I've not seen that right That's that one the you're going you're you're to love that right well I'll watch that and make my mind up then this one is a very it's a very art house movie this yeah. and it's very Kill List was, was yeah. very much like a uh, no, Kill List two, like, two films didn't with, like the ending it, it became too much Wicker Man at the end yeah didn't like the ending me it, it was just something about it it just it, threw the, the it threw the movie the ending to me at yeah. that point but no gotta say no High Rise a good film very good film if I'd have made it I'd be dead proud of it it's great but mm. I just feel it's not bringing anything new to the party that we've not already seen if you've watched a few of these films where they make a commentary on society and things going wrong you've seen pretty much what's on show in high rise mm. even though the the presentation's superior to most of those and everything else but it's still come to the party a bit late anomalies are really is quite a an amazing touching heartfelt movie and charlie kaufman he is a he's a very intelligent person and and the stuff that he does with film i i'm, I'm in awe of some of it it's very very clever mm. even being john malkovich is a black comedy it had some very clever stuff yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. It was very uh, yeah. easy for, to watch, but yeah. you had to think about a lot of it. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think we were about running out of time, but wasn't there some stuff with our friends at the Horror Channel? There was, because this weekend, which uh, is Easter, yep. so I hope you've all got your eggs ready. Oh, yeah. Because uh, that's what Easter's about, isn't it? Oh, yeah, so I've heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, They've got uh, two days of wonderful Hammer movies, and they're the stuff that we like. It really is just oh, it's Bank Holiday weekend. Let's have Hammer on. No, no, it's no. true. It's true because oh, no is, it, is it linked with Easter? No, no, no. This. Oh right. The, okay. the, the curse Sorry, of the I'm bunny. ruining it, aren't I? 
No, no, no. It's interesting though because they're on in the afternoon, yeah, and early evening, yeah, rather than the night time, which is what would normally be happening with right, yeah, BBC or something like that. So how early? Three o'clock start. Wow, what the horror stuff? Yeah. That's good. I suppose it's the horror channel. If you're going to put the horror channel on, you can't start moaning it's pre-watershed, really. But, can but you? these have all been reissued and they've all got 12s and things like that now. Oh, don't ruin it. So there's no extra. Aliens are 15 now. How yeah. heartbreaking. So we have The Curse of the Werewolf, which is the wonderful Oliver Reed one. That, that's, that again, my little thing about I like him stood up me. Yeah. And he stood up, <laughs> so I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> that could be about a lot of things. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's followed by The Brides of Dracula. Oh, I love that. Which is the... The Karnsteins. Yeah. Brilliant. The, well, the, the Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Baron Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Peel, as uh, it was the first sequel after the original Dracula. It wasn't. Um, he wouldn't be in it, so they managed to get yeah. Peter Cushing. So they did was, the shit uh, back shuffle. I like, uh, I, I like what he did with the vampire bite in that. Yeah, that's the one where he burns it off. So what's oh, I got that wrong? Where, what? Who the car, car that was? The, that was the, um, oh, God, the vampire lovers, vampire lovers, and lust right. for the vampire Thank and uh, twins it. of evil. That's it, right? The seventies ones, the boobs one. Cool. Uh, Saturday is finished off just uh, about six thirty-five with the plague of zombies. Yeah, cool. brilliant. Yeah, in absolutely. the Cornish tin mines. Yeah, well before, um, just before the. The George Romero reinvented the zombie. Yeah, well, these, been, these are the ones with the ping pong ball eyes and done, done. I, I say, I've written about this to death, and it's only a movie where I've dead people don't get it. The the, the zombies that he did, they, it, they're completely different. They um they they were they were the ghouls really. Yeah. They in in horror, ghouls were flesh eating creatures. Yeah. And they were the ones that that in fact, if you watch Night of the Living Dead. They refer to them as ghouls all the way through. Yeah, the yeah, film. yeah. The zombie thing was purely and simply a yeah a mistake or a, an accident. Yeah. I know, accident. I know. It's yeah, exactly. Uh, Sunday we've got another trio of classic films: Revenge of Frankenstein, oh, the, uh, the the sequel to Curse, and then Evil of Frankenstein. Yeah, and then the wonderful Devil Rides Out. Yeah. Which is brilliant. The Devil Rides Out with Christopher Lee is absolutely brilliant. It's based on an amazing novel. The the film itself is great. I'll be honest, very little gore. Yeah. Just all about supernatural and the devil and Satanism and and the scene in the circle. Yeah, it's yeah. A scene in a circle. The, the Goat of Mendes. Oh, it's it it's a great film and and I can imagine it being. I remember it was quite scary watching it as a kid. Oh, that, it still holds um, up today. You it's, know. Uh, yeah, yeah, brilliant film. Very atmospheric one. and yeah, and absolutely just wonderfully acted. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's nice that you can uh, go back to this era. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's a testament that these are still being shown and at a time where people can. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, discover yeah. them differently because when they're all tucked away on on BBC at like yeah, you know, yeah. three o'clock in the morning or something absolutely. stupid like that, or yeah. one o'clock or something. You know, I know, I know, you're just sort of. You know, on your prime at that time, but oh me, I don't sleep. I can't sleep. I'm not. I don't make any secret of it. I'm up to. I'm up. I'm up pretty much all night. I, when the sun comes up, I'm usually still up. It's yeah. just one of them things. You're not Ferrati, really. Yeah, probably. I'm actually. Yeah, <laughs> bloody hell. So yeah, I think I think we're nearly uh, pretty much out of time. So uh, is that everything? I think that's it. That indeed is the music. So we are out of time. So we are at this moment probably leaving or at the tail end of the movie so like I say don't forget to get in touch with us on Twitter because we're in London we are I promise you and Martin promises as well we are live next week the show is back to normal so we'll see you then and in the meantime I've been Mike and he's been Martin and we'll see you live next week Treasures 